I was gonna say, should we all laugh? <laughs> <laughs> well, especially oh, when Seth does that laugh. <laughs> 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 yeah so um but anyways um th- what i wanted to do is start out just uh kind of debriefing um cyberpunk and uh because the initial concept that me and seth had when we created this channel was like he was going to do predominantly cthulhu and he might switch it up to delta green or some other system and then i was going to do different systems debrief them and then talk about them and then either continue on or come back to them and then um so that was the whole idea behind it was to try multiple systems, you know? So that's what I wanted to do. Just something short for the four of us. Since we did cyberpunk, we were all brand new to it when we started. So I kind of wanted just to um, kind of, um, kind of just talk about that first. And then I don't really have a prepared list of questions. I, um, I, I felt like if I was doing that, I was overthinking it. So, um, but yeah, I'll just ask, uh, so the first question I had for you guys was just, um, this is kind of a broad question, but we've all played other systems now um, I know we predominantly came out of, uh, you know, D&D 5th edition, probably some earlier editions. Um, what did you think of Cyberpunk Red as a, as a system, as you approached it as a new player? Um, what were your thoughts on it? Anybody can jump in. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it. I, I thought it was um, really simple. Coming from, like, D&D straight into Cyberpunk, um, I found that maybe there wasn't less roles, but the roles we were making were a little more straightforward. Um, yeah. And then I felt like I was hitting a lot more, too. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Argus definitely had, like, lots and lots of good roles. <laughs> With his pipe. Yeah. Argus the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I kind of liked about the system uh, is kind of the, about the dice rolls. Like, I like that there's like three components and two of those components are like static, right? So your skill and basically like whatever your, whatever the other one is, your characteristic or whatever. But I like that, that there's more kind of to the character and then you just roll the D10, which adds to those skills. So it seems like your range of success is like not so dependent on chance, I guess. And I like that. Yeah. I think you talked about that early on. So how you always have that base skill, like, like, um, not I'm only comparing it to Dungeons and Dragons because it's because it's we've all played it, but you could you could be very, very good in a skill. I'm, I'm talking about even when you get to a higher level bard. I mean, some of those skills like you're like plus twelve. But you could still roll very crummy and you, you don't succeed. You can roll like a two or a three and you and you it won't hit it. You know, um, so which is I mean that that's part of the game too, because like you, everybody can fail at some point. But I like what you I like I like the same thing about the system. If you're, if you're good at it, you're always a little bit good at it. You're always gonna have some level of success. Yeah, I felt like um, there was a lot more story and a lot less rolling, right? Like, I do not feel like, like, even our last, um, our last episode, if you didn't watch it, go watch it. Um, but I feel like we, uh, you like that plug, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good plug. <laughs> yes, um, like, we went in, we did stuff. And we didn't really roll a lot for it, but we had a great story and I had a great time playing it. Um, but but we weren't like, other than Seth, who was trying to hack the system, Trevor and I weren't really rolling. We were just role playing. Uh, I, th- I, I It feels like to me. Would you agree, Trevor? Yeah, heck yeah. It was, uh, it was fun that way. I mean, it was definitely, it felt more of uh, just an improv and sort of... Yeah 
doing things with my words and my brain yeah. instead of my dice, which, you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think yeah, that... But it just felt, it felt fast and organic rather than mm-hmm. bogged down in rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes D&D, you're like, you're trying to figure out how a spell, and it's like, well, how many feet is that? And you're, you're sitting there with your little tape measures measuring things, and so... I wonder how much of that is also like based on who's running the game because like right. I know cyberpunk for other people like is very kind of combat oriented and, and in that case it's got to be lots of dice rolls and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think part of that was kind of on you too, Jonathan. Yeah, and I realized after we wrapped up, uh, we did six different sessions of cyberpunk, two different scenarios, and I realized, oh, I, I don't know if that was a failure on my part. I'd get feedback from you guys, but I realized like, wow, we only had act, like actually real two or three encounters where you're actually rolling and an initiative and all of that. Yeah. And then I, um, I don't know if that was from me just because it's a new system, not being entirely comfortable with the combat rules or just I, sometimes I was reacting to your guys' decisions too, like yeah, as far we, as where you were taking it. But yeah, I realized, yeah. and then looking on the, just like what Seth said, looking on the different forums and Facebook groups and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's, it seems like a lot of people like the, they do a lot of combat tactical stuff and combat's deadly and it, there's an emphasis on that. Hey, this game doesn't mess around with combat. It's really cool if you get into it. And I, I don't know if we touched on that that much, but I mean, a little in the first episode, maybe. But I, I think we approached it differently because of who our characters were. We didn't have a strong combat person in our group. Like That's none of true. us made no, what uh, none of us made a solo. So like, I was the negotiator. Trevor was was a a businessman, and Seth was a computer nerd. Like, um we it wasn't there you know what i mean like it wasn't there to to run right and i preferred as a player getting caught up on minutia anyways <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm very very bad at doing the main storyline <laughs> no are you a hundred percenter when you play video games you gotta get every little uh, side quest <laughs> Dude, I'm on my third playthrough of Resident Evil right now. It's, yeah, at this point, it's just to move the bar further along. (laughs) I'm just taking notes. Okay, Trevor, we'll always go to side pots. Okay, very. (laughs) Right. Shiny thing. Shiny thing. (laughs) Squirrel. Um, I had a question, Jonathan, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, So I was just going to ask you guys a little bit about, like, preparation for the game, because one of the things, like, for me that seemed a little bit overwhelming was just kind of how much, like, I don't know, depth there was kind of in the universe and the story and stuff. And I kind of wanted to get situated in that first. Um, what did you guys like prepare for to, to jump in? Did you focus mostly on rules, like the, the universe kind of, what did you guys do? I could jump into that one first just because I, I did a lot of preparation, obviously, to try to learn the game and run it. So I, I did read the core rule book, um, all of it actually, um, which took me quite a while. It's a, it's a pretty It's a pretty hefty book. <laughs> Um, so I think reading that, I, I got a good idea of what the, the world we were launching into, but, um, but to moving from doing more fantasy type role-playing or horror, or horror role-playing to get myself to kind of describe things more of what it looks like in that world, I'd started watching more cyberpunk themed media. So, um, I, uh, so a big one I watched was, uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix. Now the, the lore of Altered Carbon has nothing to do with the, the world of cyberpunk, but the look of it was like total Night City, 
cyberpunk looking. So um, that's kind of what I was watching for inspiration, not to infuse anything into the story, really, but really just have my mind thinking about what does a cyberpunk world look like? Because it's so different than other stuff I've played before or ran before. So that's kind of what I took in. That's how I prepared. Yeah, I definitely felt a little of that like playing through as well i was like um you know again typically more of like a fantasy role player um but moving into like a more of a cyberpunk aesthetic and style with um guns all of a sudden that's like a new mechanic for me like oh you mean i can like shoot things um <laughs> <laughs> which uh argus did not shoot anything <laughs> so no didn't adjust well to that <laughs> but, <laughs> but i mean i i really tried to focus on the the mythos of it in the the story behind the, the characters and the classes and i tried to lean into the smuggler role as much as possible um because in i i felt like in that city sort of role it was sort of like um job and grind oriented it wasn't so much like uh, there's a quest and I'm going to prove I'm a hero. It was more like, I'm going to survive. Um, so a little, a little change in mentality there for sure. I'd like to hear how, um, from you, Adam, how you prepared for K. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really, um, like before we, we played, I read through the characters and, and the types and stuff and kind of, um, I think I'd picked out two and I think Trevor picked the other one I was going to do. And I was like, great, I'll be, uh, I'll be this guy. Um, and I really enjoyed the, the character creation part of it. Um, I felt like it had a lot of, a lot of depth and events and things like that to it. Um, that then I had to, that gave me facts that then I could weave into the story about this kid that, you know, um, used to live on a raft and now is just trying to make it in the city so he can help his family. But but he's kind of got to be a jerk to everybody else to make life work for him. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like there's a whole, um, I don't know, almost like drama class thing going on here. And I was never a drama kid, um, but I, I enjoyed the, and I think if we had played longer, we would have played more into people's backgrounds and looking at what was in there and, and those sorts of things. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed that over the kind of D and D thing where you just kind of like pick a character, pick a class and, and make up your own backstory. And everybody's got a tragic backstory of, of my father died and I'm out to avenge him. I mean, how many times have we heard that in, uh, in Dungeons and Dragons or, or something like that. And so, um, I really, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, I'm a greasy Futurama kind of person, so I like um, this genre very much, and so it wasn't hard for me to to get into character. Um, I kind of thought of uh, oh shoot, uh, Corbin Dallas. You know who that? You know yeah, who that is yeah, from, uh, yeah. The Fifth Element, like just kind of like come on, like you know, we're just <laughs> just kind of caught up in things, um, and so. Um, I mean, I wasn't playing that character, but, but, but like, that was kind of the world that where it's just, everything felt accidental. And I think maybe we had a lot more 
this may not be the right word, but more fun with it. It wasn't as serious for us, right? Um, so it had a little bit of the fifth element vibe to it, right? You know, where where uh, uh, Chris Rock is wearing a dress and running through, you know, or whatever. What, I can't remember. It was Chris Rock or something like that. But um, but yeah. Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker. Yeah. Chris Tucker. Dang yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. Chris Tucker. It's been a while. Let's, let's, it's been a minute since I've seen that. So. Yeah, that, yeah I, was, I think... It, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Trevor. I was just going to say that's like the perfect comparison of like the vibe of kind of what happened with the players and the setting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it didn't have, I mean, like just the idea of the yellow brick road. So that was a, a, a pre-made sheet or whatever. Cause you should, I think you should talk about how much, how much or little you get when you do this, right? We're using oh, okay. like D&D modules, right? But like, yeah. so it was funny for us. We laughed a lot because we're like the yellow brick rolled and John Wilkes booth and, you know, yeah. Well, I, I want to, yeah, I want to get to, I think I want to ask you guys some questions about the scenarios in a second. Oh, but sorry. I, I want, no, 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 you're good. You, you brought up something, Adam, that I thought was pretty important is, um, you know, just how you prepared as far as like the, the type of genres you like and how you talked about how we actually had more, I think we had more fun and we're more a little bit lighthearted with the, with this genre and the way we approached it. Um, we even got a comment on, um, on, on our um, YouTube channel, we talked about we're almost like a cyberpunk sitcom. At times, it seemed like that. <laughs> so the challenge for me as the game master was the book is all about talk that the Corbel book's talking about all about its style over substance. They talk about that a lot. It's like you got to get the style down. And so um, I'm going to go in here to a little critique mode. We can all also not be so nice toward the system too. And if you want to add something, but running the game I, that. I don't know. I didn't like that, honestly, as a, as a game yeah. master, like I get that there's a style you got to go for, but you also have to make a, a fun game and there's gotta be something that the players can play. And so um, I'm thankful for the party that you guys created because you guys made a very fun story basically and brought some substance to it. So, um, but I also know as a group, we probably didn't play this game the way that others I know have played it where it's very gritty and it's very, a lot of realism and, um, who knows you know as we pick this game up again sometime in the future because i don't think we're done with these three characters or this story we will pick it up again at some point in the future hopefully um but um maybe as we continue on maybe the, the, some of that will come into it but i also i enjoyed what what you three created <laughs> so but um did anybody have any comments about that i'm gonna move on um oh yeah i mean it's so in the handbook there's like I want to say there was like a solid like three between like three and five pages of like clothing options yeah. for the characters. <laughs> like, well, and with I think there was something like eighty-two or something like that different categories of things of skills you could have, and some of them were like cool and clothing, and I was like, those never really came up in anything we were doing, and and maybe that's just the scenarios we were working in, but. I put a lot of points in my cool factor just so we're all aware. <laughs> it it showed through. Your character was yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, that's that's another I, I guess critique of the system that I have is um, it's a lot of skills, and um, you know, as a game master, you want to try to highlight the character's strengths and get them to participate, but it's a lot of skills to try to fit into um, 
like a game, like to try to think of how could I hit, how do I give someone a chance to shine with that particular skill, that particular skill with so many, it was, uh, yeah. it's a little bit daunting when you first look at that character sheet. So I don't know. Seth looks like he wants to say something. <laughs> oh no, I didn't have anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been distracted here. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll kind of add on to your point, Jonathan, that like, I think with that many skills, it, it sort of gets a little bit tough to figure out which skill to use at which point. Yeah. I know as a player, I sort of fell back into toddler mode. I was like, I'm going to try my words, but when that doesn't work, I'm going to start swinging. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that was my reaction to it, but I, yeah, I wonder too, if like you were saying, Adam, maybe if we had gone into different scenarios, the cool would have come into play and we would have had to pass some cool checks be coolly dressed. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That's yeah. not Trevor's strong suit. I mean, well, not Trevor. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Argus's strong suit. <laughs> With his NPR that he kept listening to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't cool factor into some of the social skills that uh that Kay had? Like uh it was there. But um yeah, so I mean, some of my persuasion checks, I mean, I could look it up, but yeah, there was a couple of things that it came up with, yeah. um, but like, I just feel like it didn't, like the clothing ones and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, why do, we, what kind of skill would a clothing check be? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I never came up with something to use that, like, hey, you wore the appropriate clothes to this meeting and, and you got extra bonus points. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just, I just don't think we have the, that's not the, that's not the focus of the party that we have to playing together. No. Like you guys weren't concerned too much with like, oh, I got to make sure I put on the right jacket and the right accessories and stuff. But they're, you know, different strokes for different folks. I guess there's people yeah. play the game. They, they do like all those things, which is, that's great. It's just, this didn't make its way into our game. And with the way that we played the game, I don't, I don't foresee yeah. it really stepping in. So that whole bit, and you're right, there's tons of parts of the rule book that list all the different things you could buy for clothing. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, that's, that's, that, that's just a little bit. It was uh, for me critiquing of the game was, was, I think there's too many yeah. skills and uh, some of the style over substance, I don't think helps the game mechanically, or at least as a game wise, that's at least my opinion. Are there supplements to this, or is it pretty much a standalone rule book? And then, yeah. So, I, so um, we ran. So, so I bought the Jumpstart Kit, which which is something okay. they put out before the core rule core rule book. But it hadn't it hadn't come out too terribly, like too terribly sooner than the core rule book. Um, they had made some rule changes between the Jumpstart Kit and the core rule book. So that's why I made a point each time we played. I said I mean, we were using a scenario from the Jumpstart Kit, but we're using the Cyberpunk Red Core Rulebook because they had fixed some things. They said adapted some things. Sure. But um, I, I wanted to pick those scenarios from the back of the Jumpstart Kit because we were new players. I was a new GM running it. So I figured, well, that's this is where they said to start. So our, no, um, um, they is the, the, the game designer. So I figured let's start from there, you know, so... Um, so the apartment was the first one that was listed and then definitely not Kansas is one of the other ones um, that was listed amongst the starting scenarios they have. Um, the apartment was a little bit more fleshed out being the start of it, but then definitely not, definitely not Kansas was literally like two pages of information. So, um, but speaking of this, of, uh, of the scenarios, what did you guys think of just in general of the apartment? I thought it, uh, 
I thought it started off the game well. It gave us a lot of opportunities to sort of test the waters and be exposed to some of the classes who like weren't in our party. I appreciated the fact that we met a rocker, um, a rocker boy right off the start, and one of the street gangs, the Andersons. Um, but yeah, I thought it, as far as exposing us to the general vibe of the game, um, and giving us an opportunity to test out combat and meet some of the other classes and figure out sort of where we stood in relation to everything. Yeah. And you didn't really have to force why the party was together. Very true. Right? We, we, lived in, we lived in an apartment building together. Done. Right? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have to be like, oh, White Rabbit is the cousin of, you know, you didn't have to do any of that. Right? We lived in an apartment. And we're the ones that stepped up to defend it and became a little cadre because of it, right? And that kind of explains the, the rest of where it goes, whatever your background happened to be as you do it. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. The whole scenario was super straightforward if you think about it. I mean, it's like like you said, Adam, this, like the setup is very simple and straightforward. We all live in an apartment together and we face this threat that are, you know, that's coming for us basically. And I think that's good. I mean, obviously, a good way to introduce the game system is to just, I don't know, keep the odds and ends as little as possible and just move straight into a scenario, right? Whether it's combat or, yeah, you know, Kidnapping. Space, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, when in Rome, right? Yeah. No, but also uh, g gave you, um, right from the jump, like a home base. Yeah. But also gave you an incentive to... Um, will want to go out and do some runs to make some money because, um, you know, um, and that's one thing I like about the system too, is that, that, that it creates that scarcity that um, you actually have to like, you have to do some dangerous stuff if you want to make a, make a living here. And so the apartment becomes like an incentive for that, you know, to keep that, you know, like that, that home basically. I actually like that a lot too about the, about the game in general is just like the importance of money because in a lot of role-playing games, like money is, like nothing, you know, like think of Call of Cthulhu, which we play. I mean, money has no role, practically whatever. And then gold in D&D, same thing. Like it's just, I mean, it has a little bit of use, but just kind of it fades away the longer you go. And in, in, um, in Cyberpunk, I wanted to find out like what else I could buy. Like I wanted more money to like buy cool gear or to just kind of like, yeah. So, I mean, money actually had like a purpose in the game. And I really like that. Yeah. I like that we, uh, we lived where we were, adventure <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, you know true. I mean? that's true that's <laughs> true like there was a a real motivation not to be a murder hobo in the club like yeah you know, like oh wow. this is yeah. our home tavern like we probably shouldn't just brawl yeah that's a that's yeah. a that's a very good point Trevor. i didn't point. think of that yeah yeah, yeah it feels more interconnected like your actions like whatever we did in the first scenario would have probably affected which is scenario you chose for the second one, because if we hadn't protected our apartment, we'd be out looking for a new one. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys earned uh, for mechanically in the game, that, that reputation where everyone around there knows you now. And so that's a good, great point. Yeah. I like that. that yeah, it does affect like your actual living environment. So um, what'd you guys think of definitely not Kansas? Kind of loved it. Kind of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like a weird, like, I like that kind of like silly. I mean, it felt silly 
but serious at the same time, right? You you got the yellow brick road. You've got you're like okay, come on. and then it's like oh, and Dorothy and um, I was a little disappointed that it was like I think it was really meant to be a one off, right? Like it was meant to be march in there, shoot everybody up, take the stuff, and get out, right? Like I kind of wanted Dorothy to be more connected in some way, and like she was going to be a nefarious villain that we were going to have to like fight over and over again. Maybe she is. <laughs> well, yeah, with her pink hair and her hair. Or maybe, uh, or maybe Mr. Salazar is, or yeah, and you guys still don't know who was following you. So there's that too. So yeah, yeah. it's true. Oh, and the, yeah, and the extra bomb um, detonators and things like that. And so um, I, I liked it because it's, it, I think we played it very differently than, you know, we scouted out the location, we ha- came up with a plan, we talked to her, we got her to give us the 30,000 <laughs> or the 30 kilos, right? Like, I'm like, who does that? Yeah, right? you guys are about to be drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally set Argus up as a drug dealer. Um, and uh, so, um, and just the, uh, like, I feel like there was still a mystery for us to kind of solve. So we still had to talk to people. So there was, I think it played into our strengths as far as role playing. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's what I enjoy. Like I, I, I play video games to escape who I am. Um, so I can not be a weird nerdy guy who plays video games all the time and <laughs> teaches science. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be this big Hawaiian man who, uh, who steals everybody's money. Um, <laughs> his own party's money at that <laughs> yeah so. well they didn't need you know if if they don't have it to start with then they can't know that i'm taking it from them so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I will say too it definitely scratched that itch of like focusing on the wrong thing um so that was fun to be able to just go off on side tangents um and really get to know uh Wilksy. And uh, try and track down the the small time dealer. Um, R like, was his name R. I think, I his, think his name was R. Yeah, R. R. But yeah, one thing that I'd like to see, and I kind of I was kind of bummed, uh, but maybe when we come back to it, we'll see this. But I kind of wanted to see what Cyberpunk would have been like with the later levels too. Like once you start to level up, like. What do those skills look like? What is kind of like the upgraded gear? Kind of how powerful yeah. can you get? And so, like, maybe when we come back to it. That's that's kind of what I was looking for, looking forward to in the game. So yeah, we never we never like went and bought anything. No, you know what I mean, right? We did. I mean, there was a couple of times where I was like, "Hey, I bought some ammo off screen. Is that okay?" Um, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "Great." <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you one little uh, hint of how the next uh, scenario will start. Is we are starting right in a night market. So that that and I've had that plan for uh, well for a while now for when we start the next one, but we just kept not. But you hear you actually hear me a couple times in the definitely not Kansas episodes at the end of one episode saying I think we'll finish this next time. <laughs> and the next episode <laughs> I think we'll probably finish this next time. So I already had the next one set up that I know we're going to start in a night market, um, and then we never got there. We it just took some time to finish definitely not Kansas. So. But um, yeah, so we you will buy some the next time we pick up Cyberpunk. You will you're going to be buying stuff because you're going to start right in that night market. So I'm really looking forward to like the deteriorating humanity and how that plays <laughs> in. Oh, wow. for adding cyberware and all of that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and there's there's whole parts of the uh, of the lore that's great too. There's a there's a group of uh, I don't know if they're booster gamers. I, I have to look at that again, but they're anti cyberware. So when they see people on the street that have cyberware, they literally rip it from their bodies. Like there's a crew of vigilantes yes. that run around doing that. So like there's so many cool things in the in the world. You never you would never really exhaust it, and so that's what's really really cool about it. Um, so so as far as going back to the kind of like the, the thought of maybe we didn't play it gritty enough or you know maybe we were too lighthearted with it i just what trevor said well who knows where it would go though it may not end up that way if we kept the keep keeping on playing and so but yeah i have a hard time being dark (laughs) that's true (laughs) i just do i love um so just what um what was your guys's favorite uh moments or characters um from any of the two any of the two scenarios that we played Booth, for sure. Booth is a great NPC. <laughs> yeah. Booth was my favorite. Yeah, Booth was my favorite, too. I That's think when funny. we left him to look and see who was in the car, and then we came back around and we found him in the dumpster, <laughs> that was, I was like, what? <laughs> what? That was pretty funny. So, um, well, now that, you know, well, Booth will continue on with you, obviously, since he's your, he's your, your I mean, I think I've heard more than one of you call him your pet. <laughs> so but um the ins- yeah. just so you guys know the ins- if you if you've ever seen the movie Unforgiven um the Clint Eastwood movie Unforgiven um Booth is inspired off of the Cisco kid from Unforgiven. So if you ever watch the movie Unforgiven and you see a character in there that that was my inspiration for creating Booth. <laughs> so just uh I have to be a full disclosure for that. And so it was <laughs> but I didn't know how that would land, but the way you guys approached him was it was so fun to play him because <laughs> your, just your interactions with him were hilarious. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite part as well. Um, and I really, I enjoyed the the club where we were trying to convince the, the better solo to come with us. <laughs> Grant. <laughs> He's just, uh, yeah. Not so subtly telling us we were awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I like a couple. I liked a couple of those moments too. I really liked the ones at the club for sure. I really liked. Um, there was there was a small interaction with um, Trevor and and R. Oh yeah, R at the club that was really funny where he was like totally out of it. <laughs> and he, and, he, and uh, there was one point where Trevor was like, "Oh, well, go ahead and go back to your people." And Jonathan, you played it so well. You were like, "What people, man? What people?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the interaction with the Tin Man was great. Dorothy, like a lot of those interactions were a lot of fun. Kind of thinking back on them. Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I like the uh, the net running episodes too. I just like just because I liked yeah. how I liked how the, uh, the the core rulebook describes it. How you you're a part of the world, but in the physical world, but you're but you're not. You're in this other realm. So it was a lot of fun, kind of coming up with what the net structures look like. You know, because I think that's an important part of the game. Is that you know, it's not just like you know. The matrix you know you just see like the matrix but there's like each one of these structures have a different look and so um i'm interested as you know seth was talking about how he'd like to upgrade stuff and buy stuff i'm interested because part of the thing that you guys can buy for the apartment is a, a net architecture so i'm interested to see what white rabbit's net architecture looks like <laughs> you know what is the motifs what's the symbols <laughs> you know so that's what i'm looking forward to so Nice. Start reading yeah. some architectural digest and then just dialing <laughs> it in. 
<laughs> oh, and then uh, and Trevor is. Uh, I remember we, we, me and Trevor were talking, and Trevor's actually going to come up with uh, some realistic cyberpunk um, broadcast talk radio ones that you, that you would probably hear in the world. So, <laughs> so maybe when we pick up the game next time, Trevor, you can tell me what those are because I kind of gave you kind of free reign to invent the, invent those and create them. <laughs> so that's right. Every, every time we get in the car with him, that's subtly playing in the background. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But anyways, any uh, any final thoughts on Cyberpunk so far? I would keep playing. I I enjoyed it, right? Like I, it wasn't it wasn't like a bad experience where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again, right? Like I was like, oh, this is this is fun. I'm enjoying this. I'd love to see like, but see like my head goes to like, oh, and I'm gonna run a business out of my uh, out of my little building now that I own, and and what can we do with it, and how can we make more money, and and those sorts of things, which I think is totally fun and weird and maybe Sim City esque almost, right? Like I've I've got my own apartment building. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize for that. It's like they're always after me, Lucky Charms. Uh... Yeah, I um, second that. I would continue playing. I'm looking forward to continuing to explore that world and go to the night market and just just go full robot like just really trade out those uh human pieces <laughs> so should be fun yeah, i'll play again too i'll play again too i agree <clears throat> yeah i think as we uh kind of uh, I, as i knew that we were once kansas was oh definitely not kansas was over we were probably going to transition to try a new system and maybe come back to cyberpunk i at first i was like Okay, okay, cool. I want to try something new, you know, just because I've been thinking cyberpunk for a few months now. But um, I felt I felt myself missing it, like almost immediately, like missing yeah. the story, missing the characters, missing where you guys were going to go with it. And I thought, okay, yeah. they did something cool here because that this game created that feeling. And so it's definitely something I want to um, come back to. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear the feedback that you guys have as well. So, Sweet. but um, thanks for uh, thanks everyone for being here and for giving your feedback and. Um, We'll, we'll see you soon.